You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Welcome to the latest episode of Scottish Football Forums Podcast, Season 10, Episode 30. I'm John, I'm your host for this evening, and joined by Tony. How are you doing? I'm all right, thanks, John. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Good to have you back on. Oh, thank you very much. But your sick note, we got your sick note. It was late, so you're lucky you're allowed back on. <sighs> yeah, no. I was, it's a good job I wasn't there a cough or anything, or else I would be concerned, but uh, <laughs> we're all right, we're good to go, so it's, it's good to be back, but uh, I'm sure uh, you and Scott had a great time without me. Oh, we missed you, we missed you. <laughs> um, I'm joined by a special guest from the famous Titan Army, Army magazine, Ian, we've got you back on, how you doing? I'm doing great, well, over the moon, obviously, <laughs> thanks thanks for having me back on, it's good to oh, see no. you It's good, we're glad to get you back on. Um, and I've been waiting to say this for a good time, but we are going to a tournament. Scotland are going to a tournament. <laughs> if, if it went to like coronavirus, I'm still waiting for that to wake up and it to be a dream. I'm waiting for us to be a dream as well that we've qualified for the Euros. Is it? Put yourself into it. Absolutely amazing. And I hope I'm not breaching copyright because I just. Is it... <laughs> <laughs> I thought about doing that myself and I thought, how, how good will it be? You just play it. I seen earlier the, a DJ actually. I know he set a record in terms of playing it forty times back to back. Joking. Wow. Your radio, so I good tune. Um, the story about it though, I think they were, I think Cy Ferry and Slaney and Tierney are trying to take credit for it, but um, Andy Considine he had it as stag do years yeah, ago that's right. as a woman. So I think there's a combination. I think he was into it, and then I think because Tierney's a person in charge of the Duke Fox, he was trying to give him credit, but I. Um, and I think Bukhara, they're talking about doing a, a special edition with the, the squad, maybe. Maybe that'll be the World Cup. Yeah, that could, yeah, could be the World Cup song. Euro song. <laughs> Get ahead of myself for World Cup. Like Euro, yeah. I'm a qualified Euro. for World Cup anyway. I mean, as European champions. But good. it's great. What a, a difference. I know we're obviously in this whole situation whereby we're fed up with coronavirus and everything like that but what a massive lift especially if you needed anything it would be just now um, yeah. absolutely it's just absolutely fantastic I mean could we imagine doing this I don't know how many months ago um, we're getting beat off Russia and Belgium and things like that and it was all doom and gloom but yeah. absolutely Clark's turned it around absolutely when the whole I mean you can just see it with that song you know that song kind of 
getting to the top of the charts or near the top and the whole country just getting behind it all. What a feel-good factor, as you say, in this really bad time of COVID, but what a lift. And I've been really enjoying watching everyone dancing about the living rooms and other video clips. <laughs> yeah. I, it's lucky there's no video of me going about because I was straight <laughs> off at the top as if I was celebrating the goal. So I don't know I've seen that. <laughs> and do you know what? For me, it, it, it felt strange because like disbelief that we were actually going. So, I mean, just after all the years uh, losing in the last game or the like, losing it to Italy or Georgia beating us, you know, all those things that happened before. Kazakhstan getting yeah. you know, just those have been 2 0 down to the Faroe Islands. Remember that? Oh. <laughs> you know, and yeah, it was just, I think I was just kind of stunned and. Yeah, I think the next day before it really sunk in, they would actually qualified. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, just wait till uh, the fourteenth of June, and next year. Fantastic! Can't wait. Just hope the fans are back at that point. Aye, well, I'll yeah. be the thing, and that the hope still is that the tournament will still be held as it's going to be, and we're going to get the games at Hamden and not mm. the rumours that it could end up getting held in one place. Uh, yeah. So I have heard. I think if one of the candidates to hold it would be the UK. Yeah, I know Russia was getting talked about a fair bit, but the UK could be in contention as well if it does change it. It's there's a lot to a lot to wait to see what happens with that, I think. Yeah. But the main thing is we're there. We're there. That, we're host, hosting a party and we're gonna make it to our own party. So yep. pretty good. No Scotland, no party. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But JD Sports were quick. There's copyright again. Can we mention companies? They were quick with the merchandise anyway with the t shirts. And was it the next morning? Woke up and it was like mm-hmm. emails from JD Sports get your no Scotland, no party t shirt or we'll be coming and all sorts. So yeah, anyway, yeah, I must, must have faith that we're going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> right, they probably had them already. You know what I mean? Just just for, for it to happen. And then as soon as it happened, away go, they went. Um, Aye, the clever like that, clever marketing as well. It's interesting because it's a bit like you see cup finals. I always wonder, like you always get the cup finals, and the winning team always comes out with a t-shirt that's like mm-hmm. whatever it is. Or we've won the cup and all that. Both teams must do the same. Yeah, aye. So that they're prepared. What happens to the losing stuff? Where does it go? Sneaked out with the rubbish bags. Yeah. <laughs> well hidden. But, yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. So, I mean, that just even that the whole lift of like just merchandise and just everything again. That it's been a tough time for everyone supporting Scotland, really yeah. tough failure after failure. And so, what a lift now we can actually get a chance of buying t shirts and all sorts of stuff. Or and hospitality getting... could be safe. That's June just for Scotland being in the tournament. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? It's, it's just as you said, with everything that's been going on with COVID and everything. Uh, it's just the fact that we're actually in a tournament and we're not looking from the outside in. Um, for so long, we've just been like waiting for Euros or World Cups either to see other teams or just hoping that England don't do well. And, and that was really about it for us, let, let's be honest. So to actually be in it and have something tangible for ourselves is just going to be great. Well, we're definitely yeah. hoping to be hoping England don't do well, obviously, because we've got them in that group as well. So that's oh, a, yeah. a nice... A nice change, but uh, it's, it's great. Yeah, things about co- you know the way the team's playing, especially the last couple of games, there's real confidence there mm-hmm. that we're not going to be the whipping boys in this tournament. 
you know that just the way they've I know we've got Israel to play, so keep our fingers crossed we, yeah. we manage the result there. But can I go into a bit of confidence? Um, especially the way we played against Serbia. I mean it was actually I thought outstanding. And against Slovakia as well, played well. Um, a lot of changes. So you know, I think it was the basis of a really strong, good team there. Yeah, I think the fact as well, last week when Scott and me were talking, we were talking about how what the team will be like. Oh, we had Donald on as well, and we were trying to think like, who's going to play here, who's going to play there. So it, it shows now we've got a wee bit of competition because maybe about a month or so ago, you're thinking, oh, we're short in numbers here. Centre back, remember, we were talking about centre back and how mm. bad we are at centre back, whereas centre back now, I would say, we look pretty watertight. Um, whoever's playing, whether it's McTominay, Gallagher, and Tierney, or whether it was the other night and we had the changes with. Uh, Considine, McKenna and Cooper so there's a bit of strength there even at wing back we were like we were like B. O'Donnell or Palmer I think both of them played pretty well both games as well um, so uh, it's good to see competition for places and then Lyndon Dykes has just transformed us in terms of having a focal point tremendous it's helped him as well I think it's, it's worked both ways because obviously him getting the recognition has got him his move to QPR you know what I mean if he's if he only start against Scotland caps, I don't think that would have been as highly of the list of QPR targets, but it's helped him. As you know, signed him before that, though. I think they signed him. I thought, I thought, I thought he was like in the squad in September for the September games. So that's him, I think he's, I think he's got six caps now, maybe. I thought he went after that. Anyway, it's helped him, it's helped him develop as a player. Um, because I remember when he played against Celtic and he kind of first came to light and he was good, but I didn't think he was great, if I was being honest. He gave us some trouble, but I didn't think he was great. But watching him against Serbia, he, he looked fantastic. He, he, looked, he looked like the player that we need, that, that kind of ball-winning striker. And you've he, seen the difference once he came off, that we missed him. So I thought, yeah, I think he's just a great player to have up front. Yeah, yeah, his attitude, and just through the whole team, the whole squad, the attitude of the players all seem to be fighting, fighting for the ball, fighting to win. You know, you go say like a club mentality, but they really are fighting. Like, and I don't know, Clark's got them all really just wanting to play and win. And I know, just jumping to the after uh, match celebrations when they're all they'll behave just like the Tartan Army, so there's a bit of connection mm-hmm. there. They've got yep. the Army tunes out, hands touching hands, and definitely Kesara, Sara, and everything. You know, it's great to see it. It's so, like a club bond, isn't it? Between so I, think, them all. I think that's been helped by the ha- having the game so close together because that's us playing yeah. what about maybe eight games the last yeah. few months. So you're, he's getting that chance to see the players more work on the system and uh, mm-hmm. players know the system. And I think that's proven in terms of whoever plays on that system knows their job. What's it's yeah. expected of them? Yeah, they can come into that system, and that's what makes it so strong that we're not relying on like our 11 best players, or you know, we've got actually got a squad with not that. Well, we, probably before I would have said like up front we're going to struggle a wee bit up front but Dykes mm. has transformed that and then obviously you've got Griffiths and you know other strikers floating about there as well yeah it's a massive you know, incentive now as well for players that are on the fringes of the squad to try and break in Cause... Do, do you know what, what I think's made a difference as well this Nations League I mean I, I know it's made a difference with regards to it's helped us to qualify but also in the sense that it's cut out meaningless friendlies yeah. And I sometimes think a lawyer players went in thinking, oh, it's just a friendly. 
and maybe they were a wee bit half-hearted. And you can understand if you don't like, you don't like injured or what have you. Whereas now with these National League games, there's something to play for. You know, you yeah. you always win that group and be in some sort of position. So I think that's helped us as well get confidence and have that comp- competition all the time. Yeah, because how many callers would they normally be for a, uh, <clears throat> a, meeting, a meaningless friendly? And a, there's probably a lot of pressure from the clubs putting the players to feign injuries and stuff. Don't go and play in these games. Yeah, yeah right. Now, now the competition's there. So much to you know play for getting to that league well, game. You know? Yeah, I mean, we used to get call-offs as well in qualifiers. If, if we were, say, third or fourth, oh, yeah. and we were, like, a wee bit out, say we were, like, five, six points behind, and the, the games weren't looking good for us, and we were playing, like, a Lichtenstein, there was always call-offs. You, you could see clubs saying, oh, we don't want them to play. But now, but we're, we're top, and we've got a competitive spirit, competitive spirit in the team. Um I think there's still there's still some things I think Steve Clark will need to get fixed for the Euros themselves, but the squad itself, I think, yeah, it's, it's looking a lot better. Yeah, it helps as well. We're playing teams at similar level to us as well. Aye. Yeah, but that's the big thing as well. If we get into the the league, a, it's called. If we yeah. we're top this group and get into that, not only do we get a chance in the play if if we don't qualify the playoffs, but we're going to be playing better teams. At a better standard. Yep. Well, that could go both ways, but hopefully it will help improve us. Um, you know, get us, take us up, up a level. So it's kind of, so far it's working for us anyway. The, mm. the whole setup. Yeah, because the situation as well. If we get into the the group A section for the World Cup, so I think the qualifiers for the World Cup get announced next month, seventh of December or something like that. Yeah, December. Yeah. Um, and when it comes to the World Cup, your ten group winners qualify automatically. Your ten runners up in the groups then join. It's two teams from the nations league. Is it? I thought I read this today. Was it three? I think it's. Is it I read there's three play. Yeah, there's two. Play, mm. I don't know. Yeah, I read there's three opportunities or three avenues oh. for the extra team to get in it. So because you get this, you get the second chance. So is it three? Because it's th- something like three groups of. Oh no, no, maybe it's the nations league. Is three groups of four? Is that what we just thought? Yeah. Uh, yeah, because... I, 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 three, I, there's three... Twelve teams are drawn into three different playoff paths. So there's two semi-finals and a final with mm-hmm. the three winners making the World Cup. And, but the likelihood is because if we're in Group A going forward, it will help us because your teams that are in mm-hmm. Group A already are likely to qualify maybe from the group stages. So you're not having to play maybe as, as good teams, hopefully. Aye, because Belgium won their group and they're top of their... Or the, the thing they'll qualify. Yeah, I think easily. France have already qualified. Uh, um, so you would think... That gives a great... I'm, imagine going to a World Cup as well. That'd be amazing. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> again, again, we couldn't have dreamed of that. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> aye. Um, but as it stands for the World Cup qualifiers, we're going to be in top three. So the Nations League, mm-hmm. again, might offer us a better chance because it's going to be difficult to maybe get out of a group when we're in pot three and uh, mm-hmm. some of the teams you can come up against. But you never know in terms of if we keep get back on a, an unbeaten run again. I know the Slovakia game uh, was frustrating, but there's no reason to think we can't go on another unbe- unbeaten run. Though, I don't know when we'll play games again, maybe not till March. Yeah, there's a bit of a gap. Mm-hmm. Oh, I used to. Night. I know. Most people, you know, a lot of, the countries usually with Scotland, but no, not again. 
but now we're going to actually miss internationals because it's been such a high, such good games, great games to watch, and obviously great results. And let's hope we can do it against Israel again. Yeah, I think Clark obviously got to start the spot on as well because we did make Serbia look very ordinary up until obviously the, the goal in the 89th minute. Whereas well, that we know a typically Scottish are thinking this is going too well, you know that way. Because they were, they were, they didn't look up to much. They are a good team, but just think. Clark obviously got started exploring in terms of how to play against him. I don't know yeah. about you, but at half time, I was thinking, right, they must have some sort of tactic here where <laughs> a half time, because all, all, all you had was all these great players that played over in Italy and everything. And I, I thought, right, so something must be going on. And they're just kind of defending and looking average. And then, like, you try and batter us in the second half. And it wasn't really until about, I'd say, the last 20 minutes that they actually started giving us any pressure but yeah it's just strange especially with them being a home being a home I thought they would have from the goal been at us but we were brilliant maybe the arcade got the better of them maybe because they've never qualified for the Euros Mm. that's Serbia like they've Mm. never been in the Euros yeah I know surprising isn't it but I thought yeah that that game we're kind of half not knowing what to expect and thinking it might be backs to the wall, hanging on and things. Yeah. But I mean, I was watching the first 20 minutes, it was just Scotland is totally in control, looking really comfortable. And yeah, and played like that throughout the game. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. went into extra time, then it was like oof, panic stations. But up until losing that goal, when you know, if anything, we should have had a second goal and been sitting yeah. there comfortable. And that was all the, the, the real signal losing that goal and just think, here we go again, Scotland. Oh, I just. Couldn't bear it. Yeah, <laughs> Especially when we deserve to win, you know. I definitely. I mean, the 90 minutes we definitely deserve to because what we had the chance where Robertson had a great chance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah skied it over. I think as well. McGregor, that, had a pretty, McGregor had a kind of pretty decent chance. There was that one with Tierney on as well. Tierney like, cut in the box and played it in. If you remember, he cut right in the box. He went past about three or four players and then he, he, he kind of cut it. Uh, and it, it just never landed to MD, unfortunately. But it would have been a great goal if that had been, if there was something at the end of it. Yeah. See, I think the, the big thing is, is that it was a big team performance. Mm, there were yeah. some individuals that maybe knew a bit about the team. There was no no one that let the team down. It was a bit uh, nerve-wracking, though, after the substitutions were made and then they scored in the last minute. Yeah. Going into extra time, and then especially that first half of extra time, was, you know, with... Uh, Christy McGinn and Dykes all off. Mm. Oh, it was scary. <laughs> I'm Aye. thinking, don't say we've blown our chance. We've blown it. I couldn't believe it. But then so we held on, played okay, and then obviously got to the penalty. So, but that could have been a, you know, the substitutions could have gone against Clark if, mm. you know, we hadn't got the result. But, um, because you almost invite yeah. pressure on by doing that, don't you? When you're trying to just see the game out. Yeah. And I know, he was, I think he was trying to see the game out, obviously, but it's just then going into extra time, thinking, oh, no, and if it goes to penalties, who's, who's going to take the penalties now? And, yep. uh, penalties are easy, but... Penalties. What did England more that when they go to penalties? We can win the Euros just by winning every game in penalties once we go through the group stages. I don't know, what's England's problem? It's easy. <laughs> it's easy. <laughs> we should have been in penalty competitions eight years ago. It's an open goal. Uh, I was going to say now when McBurney was hitting the fourth one, I can assure you, uh, I, I, I was worried. I, I, I did genuinely think that, that, that this will be the one. And I was actually quite happy that he scored, to be fair, 
was, I was happy that the well, lad Obviously, you're going to be happy if he scores a pack. No, but not just that, but like, <laughs> for him personally, because it would have oh, been like, oh, I dread to think. What would have happened? Yeah, a bit of stick on line, I see, um, which I don't think it's helpful when folk are going on and replying to his tweets and saying, you're no good enough to wear the jersey and all that type of thing. Support the team, support the, the squad, support who's ever in it. Whether you maybe have a, you might have an opinion on a player, um, rightly or wrongly, but you only see a snapshot of them in terms of maybe on social media and stuff like that. And he, he was delighted to score. Mm. I mean, I'm like, not a fan. I'm not a fan of the boy, but what I will say is, he, it's, I suppose you can only get better. You know what I mean? I, I, I think he can get better. I don't think he's done anything dramatically bad during the actual game itself. I think all it is is there's, there's a different level between him and Dykes. That, that, that's probably all there is. Like, his he, he, first touch isn't the best, but he, he, he does try. And that's what you've got to say about the lad. I mean, I don't think he's putting below average performances for him. I don't think he's been bad. He's just maybe not the same standard as Dykes. He's looking, what an extra time he came across as looking tired. Mm. And he was just on. Uh, yeah. That was the kind of bit that I was thinking, but. Yeah, he's getting, oh, he's getting crucified. And I think that's just the nature of the game now. Um, social media, not good when everyone gets... Um, but I don't think he's most people's favourite player. And I must admit, <laughs> I was shouting at the telly as well. <laughs> when some of his, by the way, he was performing. I thought he did better against Slovakia. A wee bit better against Aye, Slovakia. I'd, I'd uh, agree with that. And it'd be good if he'd just put that header a bit... He had a good opportunity with a header, but I thought he did a bit better. And it might just be he gets a goal and gets that, you know, gets a confidence after that goal. But, um, yeah. He's not, he's not a prolific goal scorer just now. No. I know he did well in the Championship with Swansea, but since he's been at Sheffield United, he's not been prolific. Um, I think he's more someone that you have coming off the bench, maybe to try and hold things up on. I think he's part of a two. I always think he looks a bit better. He's got someone a wee bit closer to him. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think as well. Yeah, it gets a goal, and maybe an important goal. Like say, for example, I don't know, comes off the bench tomorrow night, scores a winner, mm. scores an important goal, gives himself a lift as well as the nation again, and even another another lift. That that yeah. could be massive for him, and it, it can't help reading these comments online. Like, no, no. no one's going to like that. All he's doing no. is doing his job, and you might have an off night or not. Maybe. He came only about 83 minutes, which is again a difficult time, I think, mm. maybe to adapt and come on and try and get involved in the game as well. So, I mean, did Patterson make much of an impact when he came on? Did he, I don't think he's had any stick. I want players to get stick, but I think McBurney's just the fall guy just now. And we've all been yeah. cynical of him before. Um, so, aye. I must admit, I was, was shouting at the telly a couple of times. <laughs> the extra time, yeah, I must admit, having the ball to go up and take the penalty and scoring, well, good, you know. I hope that in a way gives him a lift. Um, uh, but when Serbia score, what, what do we think? Did you think chance is gone? Did you go on? Oh, here we go again. Here we go again. Yeah, well, I said more than here we go again at the telly. <laughs> do you know what? It was just so predictable. And that's the worst thing about it. You know, the corner, the corner that they got was probably the most unlikely corner you've ever seen. It was like a, a stub. 
Aber I think Tierney's toe when I went yes. out. Um, and oh, yeah, he, he, even the way he's headed that and it's bounced that high to go above Marshall. You yeah. know what I mean? How many like times? Slow motion, seen wasn't it? Yeah. How many times have we seen like those headers bounce, just go straight to the keeper's hands, or somebody clearing it off the line? But it bounced that high up. There's actually been right at the roof of the net. It's Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry for McTominay because I think he just switched off just a wee bit, just right. near the very end, just yeah. tired. And that one bit, which they did deserve the equaliser, so that's why it was even more mm. sickening than even more sickening than the usual times that we, oh, <laughs> yeah. we lose. So this time I felt oh, if we don't do it this time after being so good, mm. it would just be so it would be an absolute sickener. So it's funny how you can get kind of just be moments that change things massive. Like I see when that goes in as well, you think. See if we don't end up going through from this. How do these players recover? Exactly, uh, because they were they were so like so they have to go through in normal time. But and Clark could get hard time with the substitutions and all yeah. sorts of things. It'd all be totally different. But we were, all doing, we were all doing it on, uh, on the group chats and WhatsApp, criticizing the substitutions and going, "What's he done? What's he done?" I know extra this time cost is and but if, if memory serves right as well, Big Marshall made some good saves in extra time, if I remember right. The one he tips around the, the, one he tips yeah. around the post. Aye. Yeah, that, that was, was, it, was, 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 that, was that the one, I think, with the boys hit off the edge of the box? Aye, they were playing. Yeah. 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 Dived his right and put a pass. That was good. That's definitely good. But um, when you think about something, I'm thinking about a game... Remember when we had Faddy and Fletch, the famous one-two, and then we beat Ho- uh, Holland. Yeah. And we thought we were going to go through. <laughs> and then we went to Holland, was it 6-0? Oh, yeah. Was it? I was at that game, and that's, that is what you call getting absolutely hammered when you think you can do it yeah. and then get totally and utterly destroyed. So in a way, like you say, well, yeah, we got hammered and we got put out. That's the way it goes. But if we'd lost that game or lost in penalties after playing so well, it, that's what would have just been a signal and thinking, will we ever go over this line to yep. qualify? So that's why I'm so glad it's worked out. I mean, it really is well-deserved by the team. And then, and then even with the penalty shootout, when uh, Marshall makes oh. a save, there's that moment of hesitation. And that's what I was thinking myself as well, because I'm thinking, was he off the line? You're going, oh, no, please not. And he's he's obviously thinking, maybe he's thinking, was he off the line? And he's, he's waiting, he's waiting. And it's like, that again, slow motion, you're like, yeah, well, I don't know about you guys. I, I didn't know how long they gave it. I mean, how long they were deciding because the commentators were like, Oh, they're celebrating, but then the, the TV cameras kept going back there. So I kept <laughs> thinking, Are they gonna go back and then go? Uh, and I thought, Oh, this is take, taking a bit of a while. And I never realized that the ref had already said that it's okay. But oh, yeah, that scared me because I, I remember watching the, the women's game, yeah, the yeah. Argentina game. Remember that? Yeah, oh, that, that happened. That there, yeah. and I remember thinking, oh. So yeah, it was horrible that that, that we kind of moment because as I said the TV. I presume the TV was for Serbia because they kept going back to it like every every minute or so, showing like the penalty save. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen pictures with foots just in the line, so that was quite. Mm. That was really good. But the women's one, yeah, that was heartbreaking. Then oh. that's it makes it really tough for keepers because then you get booked. Like in that women's one, she got booked, and then mm-hmm. 
if you move off again, you could potentially get sent off. Yeah. <laughs> sent off. I don't know what the rules are for that, but it seems ah, a bit it's ridiculous. I think that was the first time I'd ever seen that rule come into force. I, I don't remember it being used before. The last Scotland women's game was the first time I remember yeah. seeing it come into force. I've seen, yeah, I know. I've seen penalties before if the, the keeper moves way before it comes away out, you know. Like yeah. But that, I mean, that was virtually just a fraction off a line. So that was absolutely sickening because it was a good, great save. But And, and that, that's what makes his save good because it's, for me, I think it must be so hard for keepers now in penalty shootouts. Exactly. You, you're concentrating <laughs> to stay in the line. And in the past, they, they, they used to take a wee step or two off the line. And I think nobody really ever bothered. But now they have to be so focused to staying in the line and then yeah. not moving until the ball's kicked. It's so much harder. Yeah, and you've seen the referee before every penalty going up and speaking mm. to the goalkeeper and reminding them, don't move, blah, blah, blah. And then, so yeah, it's pretty tricky for them. Especially yeah. if the takers allowed to now do the wee dummies and all that type of thing. Yeah. Whereas when that was cut out for a while, it was like you weren't allowed. Whereas now they, they do all sorts. Because <laughs> Aldridge used to always do it, didn't they? John Aldridge used to yeah. always run up and do like the, the stop, star, stop, star. But I think now, as long as it's still continuous, well, that, that's what used to be the rule. As long as it was still continuous run, it's okay. As if you stop and then start again. Yeah. How uh, good for a guy like David Marshall as well. He's been in the squad since, what, 2004? 16 mm. years in the squad. And he's probably never, ever been maybe truly regarded as being the number one up until maybe now. Yeah. Because yeah. he's had competition from the likes of Craig Gordon, McGregor, stuff like that. So just terrific for a guy like that that's been around for so long. I would imagine you see McFadden and Fletcher in the studio um, been quite envious. As obviously in a place, delighted. I think McFadden, mm. especially the way he spoke, and I think he was ready for, for joining Ryan Christie with the emotional tears. But I think I'd imagine there was a few uh, a few of us probably doing the same at home. Yeah. Watching Christie. Oh, yeah, it was amazing. And that just kind of sums up the, <clears throat> I think that just sums up the whole squad and the team at the moment, the whole. You know, I've seen all these behind-the-scenes celebrations and everything else and seen his interview. It just is fantastic because I'm not, I haven't always been convinced that people have been that interested in playing for Scotland at times. Mm. You know, have they really wanted to play? And to see that for so many players, it means so much. Um, and even in the penalty shoot against Israel, when they all ran forward and celebrated, you know, it's great. And it's absolutely fantastic. Just a lift we've been needing and hopefully we can keep it all going all the way to the finals, especially Wembley. Aye, and Christy's, Christy's shown as well how much of a crucial player he is for us now as well. He's outstanding. You, you have started a phrase I've been fit? Well, probably not. I I'd, like I, to I, see, I'd like to see Fraser and Christy in behind Dykes. I think that would be tremendous. I generally think our midfield is probably one of the best midfields, certainly, of like the, the home base kind of, you know, like, yeah. You, Islands, yeah, Wales, Iceland, so all that that kind of level. I I think our midfield is fantastic, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, you look at all the players that we've got, the quality that we've got in there. Um, I and I think sometimes I've said this before. I said that sometimes I, I think with Clark in the past, he's probably tried to fit as many of them as possible into a team, and it's kind of cost them sometimes, especially in the early, early days. Um, but now I think he's, he's starting to figure out exactly what ones he wants because I I thought Armstrong would have played in the Serbia game, um, but obviously he, he never and we never really missed him to be honest with you. 
Yeah. I mean, Ryan Jack's turned into a bit of a key player. Mm. The record with him in the team is tremendous. And McGregor, again, maybe we've, he's been given some un, un, uh, unfair criticism. He was superb as well. But Jack just keeps us ticking over and he does work that I think a lot of time goes unrecognised. Yeah. Um, I think he's got the good experience now, isn't he? With Rangers doing so well. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, that and Scotland doing well. You know, he's picking up a lot of really important experience and key players now. Years as well, because he's 28 now, I think. So he's he? coming into that time whereby uh, this is his best years probably. Well, if you look at it as well, you've, you've still got Forrest to come back. Fraser yep, was exactly. out. Yep. And then you've also got the likes of Lewis Ferguson and Billy Gilmer, potentially, in the not-too-distant yep. future, to come into that midfield. So, for me, the midfield's fantastic. It's really going to be the hub of our team, for the, I'd say, for the next qualifications. Yeah, yeah that's cool. something about the squad itself in general. I think most of them should be fine for the next maybe a couple of stages, only maybe one or two, or, that I think... Mm. Might not be included, but. And how good was Tierney playing against Slovakia? I thought he was outstanding. It's mm. an interesting one, isn't it? Because Tierney yeah. was probably better at left wing back in that game than what Robertson was at the other. You're not any weaker anyway by putting Tierney in instead of Robertson. No, he was, I thought he was outstanding, getting, especially getting up that, getting up and getting the crosses in. And yeah, they're really. I mean, we're talking about really strong players. And I don't know how the squads will suddenly come so good. <laughs> you, know, the, you know, we're looking at all the positions and thinking, yeah, pretty strong. Uh, probably still up front of Dykes is out. We're probably lacking a wee bit of depth. Um, mm. and I think Griffiths is a great player, but I don't know. He didn't look, I don't know. I think he's looking 100% fit. Probably not. Oh, but yeah, still, I think that's been yeah, the case for the full season. Yeah. But he still looks, you know, the potential goals from him. I mean, he could have scored in the last kick of the ball virtually he had two uh, good chances didn't he he had one at yeah. the, the edge of the, the right hand side of the box as well um, that, that's something he does he, he gets chances though yeah um, he's, maybe, he's maybe just not as sharp as he he has been but he's still potential from him is he, great as well so if he gets his act together Griffiths for me is better playing on a two than a one that's how I could understand Clark put McBurney on to be honest with you initially uh, you, you know, because I think McBurney's probably more suited with Sheffield United to play that kind of position. Whereas I think anytime I've seen Griffiths uh, with Celtic since he started his comeback, he's been better with somebody up there with him, you know, just helping him out a wee bit, and then he gets his space. Um, but he's, he's there. He's, he's he's obviously a good set piece taker. Corners are good, and his free kicks are obviously good. So that's always something extra in the armory as well that you get with him when he does play. Yeah. He's just a great option to have, isn't he, in the squad, though? Mm. Yeah. Do you know, if, if they get confidence and keep this confidence going, what I really hope doesn't happen is that we, we play friendlies against teams where we get battered. So if I was in charge of the SFA now, I'd be picking reasonable to decent teams. Nobody too big to play for, for friendlies between now and the Euros. Uh, you know, just get likes of Republic of games against Republic Island. Well, guess. I think we'll do that anyway. See, because we've got England in the group, they usually pick someone that's supposed to be similar. Mm. So... That, that's uh, just because what you don't want to happen is if, say, for example, we start playing the likes, I don't know, Holland away or Spain away or something, you know, and we get a, a battering. You don't want anything, you want to just try and keep it, the momentum going 
So keep it to like relatively decent teams um, where you can hopefully be tested, but not get beat. Well, Spain beat yeah. Germany 6 0 tonight. I was flying them up when I heard oh. it. So Germany are definitely not the team they were. I think they're in a, a period of transition in terms of players getting on a bit and trying to bring mm. through the, the new ones. Some score. But um, yeah, talk about the friendlies, and I think that was a, the downfall of Bertie Volks. He was trying to bleed a lot, bring a lot of players in, mm. and the results just didn't give him a break at all. That everybody was on his back massively. Yeah. Um, so yeah, even friendlies do count. I mean, and we're going to have many friendlies now with all these tournaments anyway. But you would think there'll be a game in March, and then usually, and it's a long time since we've had to do it, but you usually play a few games just before the tournament, don't you? Maybe about mm. a month or so before, you'll maybe play maybe two kind of bounce games, warm-up games for it. So aside no. from that, I don't know if there'll be, there'll be much else. Maybe get together, so maybe they'll just like try and get the squad together a couple of times just yeah. to get work on things. I'll just keep our fingers crossed that the, there's not any big major injuries or anything like that. I mean, yeah. yeah. With the bulk of that squad coming through, but yeah, are we getting too, know, too ahead of ourselves if we start dreaming of getting past the group stage for the first time? Novice played the Glasgow, the two games. I mean, Czech Republic and um, Croatia, Glasgow, definitely not winnable games. Winnable. If, if Scotland can play to the way they can, and we've seen them do, they can get a result in that. I mean. I think that the do the things the areas that I would look at uh, would cause me concern is the last twenty minutes of games. Um, I've said I've mentioned it before, but I think we do start to get tired, um, and then the substitutions that we make, um, I, I think we, we need to, Clark needs to be a wee bit more aware, game management and finishing off the game. Because if he's wanted to go into a situation where you wanted to close a game down and shut it off, don't take off your best players all at once. You, you know, um, in the last 20 minutes, try and keep at least one on, keep one that can pass the ball or hold the ball or something. Because the problem they had in the Serbia game is once they took off Christy Dykes off, you never had somebody that could hold the ball and then you never had them that they could control the ball in midfield, I think. So it was causing issues. Um, so they're, they're probably the only thing. The McTominay issue, I think, still needs to be addressed. Um, but what you could do is by giving them more games in that position against lesser opposition and the friendlies, that can maybe help him out. But um, other than that, I can't see there being any issues, you know, to, to worry about going through against by being Croatia or the Czech Republic, if I'm being honest. Yeah, it's definitely possible. It's definitely shouldn't be going mm. there thinking, oh, I've got no chance. I mean, yeah, definitely can do it. Definitely beat them. Hopefully the fans will be in the stadium at that point, so we'll have yeah. the... I mean, I'm, I'm right in saying well, under tracking we beat Croatia twice, didn't we? We beat them home and away. We certainly beat Croatia twice. Was it Strachan that was in charge? And I, I think so. I was just... That was the last Republic, obviously, just recently. Yeah. Much as uh, it was a, a weakened team. But, and Croatia, I would say, going into next, next season, maybe again, maybe an, an aging team. The likes of Modric's and Rakitic mm. are getting on a wee bit. So it may be a good time to get, get them anyway. And let's face it, like, should we... The other England, I don't 
England are still trying to figure out what their, their best team is. They, they'll worry about the game more than us. It's, it's not a gimme as such, but England will go into heavy favourites and they'll be using media. England will be hyped up probably to win the tournament oh. and all sorts. And we could just maybe quietly go about our business and Lyndon Dykes can score an 89th minute winner. Oh dear. I think now because we're not, I don't think we're going to ship a lot of goals. I think we're going to be a really hard team mm. to beat. Um, you know, and so I, yeah, I know. As usual, good to every tournament, especially good against England. You think, oh, of course we can beat them. We can do it. We can, you know, get that goal. But there's nothing to, you know, we're getting so strong now. I know we're not scoring that many goals, so that is the bit. You know, we're not running away with games, but we're not getting hammered by anyone. Mm. Well, we're creating, we are creating chances going forward, um, which is. Something that has been a problem with Scotland for years. Remember the amount of times it used to be you'd be relying on maybe Kenny Miller getting one chance in a game. The score yeah. with us now, we're maybe creating four or five good chances. The international level is, is a lot. Uh, yeah. You need to be I know. At that level anyway. Definitely. And I, you know, just some of the, the play, like Christie opening up the game, and you know, Armstrong's that type of player as well. Who else? McGregor. They're all players that, you know, they've got something about them that can change games. and it's not just boring football. So, you know, it's entertaining to watch as well. It's really good. Brilliant. Yeah. And plus, as well, as players well. will be determined to go. They'll be wanting to play in the Euros because um, mm-hmm. we haven't been there for so long. And, you know, there's been there's nobody in that squad that's ever played before. So they'll be desperate to make yeah. sure they get in that 22 or 23, whatever it is yeah. now. And that's going to be interesting. That'll be good to see who he picks. I think it'll be quite hard to break into that squad now, though. Mm. So you're willing to go some, I think, because he's those players have now built his trust and they're the guys in possession. And that was maybe shown by the likes of, for example, Declan Gallagher playing on, against Serbia because that was maybe one of the folk were like, will he start, will he start? He's unbeaten in the Scotland jersey. It's mm. good. It's good. The only one I would say through injury, uh, Tony mentioned it was Forrest. We Forrest. Mm. But saying that he wasn't playing, he didn't seem to be playing that well. I'm going to contradict myself here. He wasn't playing that well when he's come off of Scotland. But I just think he can turn games as well. He's another one that can turn a game, a bit of magic. Um, I suppose it, see how he is when he comes back from injury. Yeah, depending on the system as well. Because if we first feel yeah. in the system, he's not someone, I know we've played him at wing back at times, but you don't want Forrest playing at wing back. Um, no. So really, he'd have to be playing maybe off a striker. Whereas you've got maybe, at the moment, Christian players are both ahead of him in that, in that role. And maybe even Armstrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I might a good spring on or something. A squad as well. You want players that are versatile, I think. When I was thinking, the boy and me were talking after the game about who do you think you'll take and different things like that and players that might drop out. Because I think originally this squad was 25 players. And then, I so missing was Fraser Forrest. I think they were the only two that we thought, right, they'd maybe be in the squad. But the likes of McCallum Patterson, much as he's not someone that's going to start, he can cover that fullback. He can cover up front, yeah, things like that. So he might go player. just for that versatility. Um, you've got others as well like that. Maybe like Power, for example, can play wing back, right back, centre back. Mm. Others. Um, whereas maybe players can only play one position. They might not go like Kenny McLean, for example. I like Kenny McLean, but he's not playing regularly at Norwich. He's someone that might be be doubtful though. Anyway, just keep going for his penalties. Yeah. Got, just when you've got the likes of Ferguson, McCrory, uh, Billy Gilmer all maybe pushing, though Gilmer needs mm. to get games, I think, to get contention for the, the squad. 
Yeah, I mean, he was he was outstanding. The what I saw from him when he was getting a game, you know, when he was his first few games, he was absolutely fantastic. So he's obviously got the ability. Yeah, and the under twenty ones haven't qualified because uh, yeah, tonight, uh, which is disappointing. That is a disappointment because I would again give them everyone a big lift as well. That would be the first time what since was it ninety six? Oh. I think the last time they qualified. Ninety-six, um, I read. I mean, which surprised yeah. me. I never realised yeah. it was so long. Yeah, because one team under twenty ones used to qualify for everything as well. Yeah. So, so that would have given us a lift, but it was unfortunate, I guess. One 0 didn't um, didn't see the game. Just when we're talking about squads and decisions and stuff like that, so we have to try and pick a squad just now. Keep us wise, I think. Obviously, Marshall and Gordon, you would think would be would be definites. McLaughlin probably. As well, yeah, that'd yeah. probably be my next, my next show, to be honest with you. And then I suppose at the back, it just depends how many centre backs it takes. If he takes, if he's going to continue obviously playing three, I think you need six, six centre backs. So the three, the three that started on the night, and then the three that started on Sunday. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, yeah. I know Hanley was in the squad eventually. He dropped out, but I'm just trying to think. I mean, because. It goes back to making sure you've got versatile, versatile players because you you've got, if you look at McTominay, can play obviously centre back or midfield. Mm. Gallagher has been terrific, um, so he'll be, I think Aye, he'll be there. Tierney yeah, obviously but... is going to be the art because he can cover so many positions and he's a great player. You've then got um, Considine who can play. Play left wing back, centre back. You've got McKenna, who's been doing well at Forest, and then you've got Liam Cooper, who's at Leeds. So, I, I would think as well he would need to take six because McTominay has so many uh, midfield as well. He could, he, he could put Palmer as, as one of the the centre back options. Yeah, obviously, he could, he, 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 yeah, he's he'd probably be more wing back, but he. Could be put in as one of the centre backs yeah. so options. Could, so maybe he might only take then five centre backs. Yeah. O'Donnell, you would think would go. Mark um, mm. knows him well. Robertson, Robertson, obviously. Your midfield, Jack See, and McGregor. This are is where he gets tricky. Yeah. an automatic pick. You would think Armstrong will go. I think McLean could be one that might, as I say, miss out. Could miss out. Because uh, you've got like Sir John Fleck to come back. No, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of him personally, but yeah, I think I think he's a good player. He's definitely got good technique, um, but he's he's probably be in there. A maybe question mark, kind of with me. I guess maybe say... maybe Kelman off or something a bit different mm. in the midfield. Um, and then up front you've got Dykes, Griffiths, Fraser, Fraser Christie, Burnley. Because I would count Christie as an attacker basically for the team. McBurney Eye, so you've then got likes of Parson. You think Shankland? I think Shankland might not go. It depends. He could end up having a a great season now, but I don't know. Nesbitt could be one that could come into contention at Hibs. Mm. Aye, that's, that's a good show, actually. You mentioned Ollie Burke as well. I have just Ollie Burke as well. I'm trying to think so. of else it is. So it's going to be tough to pick a 23, but it's a nice position for them to be in. Mm. I don't know whether they might expand the size of the squad, but 23 is what it's been the last few tournaments. Yeah. I'd like to see more of Shanklin because he seems to get goals all the time. You know, everybody plays, seems to be brilliant. So 
Um, you think about Gallagher coming into the team in defence and playing brilliant. Yeah, he's been superb. Mm. You know, so I don't see playing for Dungeon United should hold him back. So no, I mean, know, I, I think I, I think that there may only be three or four striking positions off for of grabs. To be honest with you, um, because I think. We've just yeah, said there, like Christine Fraser yeah. could play, um, you know, so there may be only three or four out and out strikers yeah. who will get picked. So, it's, in that aspect, there may be, I think it will depend in, in who who wouldn't make it. Say, for example, comes down to a McLean or a Shankland, I would imagine he'd probably go for a McLean over a Shankland just because of the way we play. Yeah. I would. Mean, it's likely to be one up front or one off. Mm. Uh, so, I will see. But it's nice. We've, we've certainly got options there anyway. What um, do you think will happen uh, against Israel? Because well, we need to win. We, we need to yeah. keep the momentum up and just it's, we know what we need to do, which helps. It's win or nothing, isn't it? I think mm, very yeah. much. Um, yeah, I've got to win. If we win it, well, I mean, there's no reason why we can't. But we know we can beat beat them. The, we will be close, but hopefully we'll have a strong team out there. Uh, well, Ryan Cripp enough energy. <laughs> but the, last, the last time we played Israel, I didn't think they were as good as the time before. I thought the uh, time before when they played us, it looked a better team under Herzog. Mm-hmm. But um, Herzog's left, and the new guy's team didn't look like great. So I'm more confident going into this game than I would have been under Herzog team. Yeah, and we've been playing better the last two games yeah. as well. So I just wonder what team we'll have out there and... Uh, same team that st- same team that started Thursday, I think, apart from Robertson, I think's missing. I think he's injured. That's, yeah. So yeah. Uh, Tierney goes to wing back and then McKenna comes in at centre back from mm-hmm. the team that started yeah. Thursday. I would think. Yeah. yeah, that's probably the best choice because McKenna will be fresh as well. Robertson is definitely out, isn't he, tomorrow? That's or is he not? I think he's out. It's, uh... it's a problem, isn't it? It's a hamstring. Yeah, it's a tight hamstring, they said, didn't they? So... Unless maybe he's all right maybe for, for, for tomorrow, but I will see. But yeah, we should we should go into it with confidence as long as we just don't we don't go in overly confident. Because mm. uh, you know what it's like being Scotland, we don't like to be in a position where we're, we're favourites. I find, well, not good they that, they, to they win, they're through, that's it. You don't play for the draw because if Czech Republic end up beating Slovakia, then we are we'd be out. Yeah, we have no way we'd be we'd not be getting promoted. And... Uh, well, ho- hopefully we keep that. I mean, these last two games have been really enjoyable to watch. So let's just hope we keep it going. Same more of the same. Um, we go to settle us early yeah. on would be even better. Was it I, ironic though against Slovakia that it was Gregus that scored? Seeing as that's probably what the players went on after the game on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been yeah. waiting for that one. And I'll I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. you've got your moment of glory with that joker. <laughs> I have been waiting for it. But yeah, again, I mean, the fact we made so many changes created a lot of chances. And the goal, I think Gordon would have had it covered if it wasn't for the deflection. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was annoying, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, first I thought he was just rooted to the spot, and I thought, What happened? Did he not see it? But yeah, it was definitely a deflection. 
Um, yeah, we're unlucky. Definitely unlucky in that game. So. And then someone mentioned the McBurney header, but it was the chance as well. Where was it Armstrong put him through? Ah, he's and he takes touch. a touch where I think uh... he just needs to hit it first time. Yeah. And probably a player that's kind of full of confidence he would have just had it first time. So. Yeah. At least we had a few openings and a few chances. So, you know, away from home, that's, you know, that's pretty good. Uh, so The Klein header as well. Towards the end. Yeah. Good chance. Yeah. yeah. I had the chances. So, yeah. Well, it'd be really good if we could beat if we could beat Israel and come away, you know, having qualified and having talked to group, you know, all the positives coming out of this international bit of football, because that's going to last for a long time. The feel good factor we're going to have, we've got it anyway because we're qualified. But just to come out again, just to prove that we're on a, you know, we're on the right road and be, by beating Israel and topping the group will just be. I mean, it will. It'll just, uh, just make sure we're on a high. You know, so that's a good, and that's going to last for months. One thing like that... you, so what you were saying though, um, Ian, about the merchandise and all that, you'll see all like all the stuff coming out. I mean, everyone doing the bit, you know, there'll be bakeries having like scolling cakes and mini scolling kits getting made for kids and all that kind of thing, and all that kind of stuff. They see uh-huh. you, Jimmy Hat, so all, all that kind of, you know, it'll be sold everywhere leading up uh-huh. to June, and that, that makes a good as well. Quite surprised uh, earlier. I seen the SFA send an email saying that the, the home and away talks they've got just now is both away at Euro twenty twenty. Usually, a tournament's an ideal time to bring out a new mm. Probably never thought we would qualify. Because <laughs> uh, usually you do. If you, it's been that long, it's been that long ago. But usually, I'm pretty sure if you get to a tournament, you, you get a new kit. Yeah, usually, but it. yeah, I saw that the same the same kit. It's a nice kit. So yeah, sales uh, will go through the just now. It's good for the young folk, kids and all that. Um, it was really, really good the next day on the news. There was all these wee kids that are out playing football and all that. They're all going, no Scotland, no party, and all that. It was great. So that's just going to... It was brilliant to see it. So what a lift it's going to give the country. It's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and that's, that's the best thing about it because we've been too long starved of it. For a country that's so... Football crazy for, for the amount of time that we weren't there, it was ridiculous. So it's it's only good, it can only we'll be good things. We'll probably be a bit spoiled, uh, from the 70s onwards at one point, qualifying mm. for everything. Although we never made it through the group stages, so that was always a joke, wasn't yeah, it? Sure, that's and that's why yeah. next year, I think. And also, I classic. imagine that these group of players could go one better than all the rest of them, Delgleish mm. and Bremners and all the rest of them. That'd be amazing. Are we starting to get carried away here? Oh, as soon as the game is well, over, as soon as the game is over, and first day I was like, "We're going to win it." Aye, we've won it. No worries, no danger. We'll do a grief. Where is the final? Wembley. So how good would that be? Uh, that'd be good. Am I right in saying no? <laughs> am I right in saying that if England win every game, every game they play is a Wembley? Aye, obviously, aye. Stay tuned to something else. All right. Aye, uh, that, 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 that's the only damn in the whole thing. But... Well, the, last, uh, the difference is this time is VAR, so if they're playing a final, <laughs> then, uh, don't have to worry about it now. The, the other thing about the Nations League, I'm not quite sure. See, if we do get into Group A, it's just a, a lottery, isn't it? It's not like seeded within the, the when they, they do the groups. The group, if we, the League A, if we, uh, we win against Israel... My understanding is we start playing teams who are better every time. Aye, we do. You know, I, I mean, like, 
know how like the, when you get the actual qualifying groups, like the World Cup and the Euro qualifying, oh, yeah. the traditional method, it's CD uh-huh. one, two, three, four. But yeah. I take it within pot A, every team just within the pot A, and it's like your pot luck. It's a, it's a low, because surely a team must be relegated. Aye, there is aye. So, but we'll obviously replace them. So, for example, Bosnia, they're getting uh-huh. relegated, so we say, for example, replace them. But could we end up in a group with, for example, Belgium, France, England, or maybe the, I don't know, maybe the top three? How, how would you relegate teams? a team then? Would, would, uh, would a team be relegated? Would they look at all of them, all the teams, and whoever's the worst out of all the teams? There's four groups. I that's what I'm saying. So we, so but we if, are obviously you, we are. They must have the same system. Aye, because there's it's not just us that's get promoted. I think. Yeah. It's not. I thought we were the only ones that went up, one went up, one went down. No. Because you <laughs> see, see, you, you look at group you A. Tell we prepared for this. You look at group A. There's so it's all new though. So league, 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 league A, <laughs> league A's got four different groups. So see as it stands mm-hmm. just now. Um, from Group Three, mm-hmm. Sweden have been relegated. Right. From Group Four, I think it's not been decided yet because there's a game that was postponed. But Switzerland probably get relegated. And I mean, then the, the Swede, other, the, the other two, I think you've got Bosnia, four? and you've got I think Iceland. So there's be four teams in Group A. No, League A they got relegated. I'm pretty sure there's four teams from Group B get promoted. Maybe I've got this wrong, but that's the way I I see it. Because there's no like a relegation playoff or anything like that. Mm. But those four teams are all going down. I see. I thought it was like so. Like there was uh, four groups of four, uh, and say A one was the top group. So whoever finished bottom in A one went into A two. Oh. And the one of A2 up to A1 and so on and so forth. But then would you not be playing the same teams all the time? Well, so I, like, it's like Group 1, for example, just now is Italy, Bosnia, Poland and Netherlands. They're not the four best uh, ranked teams in Europe. Good point, aye. This is, this is where we need Chris on. Aye. This would have had this nail team every end and out, but I can't imagine you just end up playing the same team. So I'd have to probably go back and look at what the Oh no, this is the first nation. No, is this the second nations league? Aye, this is the second one. Aye, like the, Cup. F- the first one yeah. was the Euros, this is the World Cup one now. So we'd have to I yeah. should have done that. It's only because it came about I just thought of it there just now. There'll be people listening to this screaming. No, Aye. this is how you do it. And we're like, no, it's like this. But that, that's my understanding is like, there must be that four teams get relegated. If anyone out there knows the answer, you could have said aye. it in a postcard. Aye, send, tell, us, tell us just now. Aye. Good. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll look like a bunch of dafties, aye. We're not paid for it, to be fair. Um, but but it, it will help going forward as well because the likelihood is that the, most of the teams in Group A of the nation like, should qualify for the World Cup automatically. Mm. Which then helps our chances in the playoffs. Assuming that we don't qualify automatically. You'd imagine if you're in pot three, you probably won't. Um, uh, what I do have, I do have what is likely to be pot one and pot two. Um, oh. The standings just now, if I can find them, which is bloody difficult if I can, eh? 
Oh, yeah. So just now, mm-hmm. and as it stands, by the World Cup qualifying, 10 groups. So guaranteed in pot one is Belgium, France, England, Portugal, Spain, Croatia, Italy, Denmark, Germany, Netherlands. That's guaranteed. Pot two teams, Switzerland, Poland, Sweden, Wales, Austria, Ukraine, Turkey, Serbia, Slovakia, Russia. So there's a good few in there that we're capable of eating and have done. Definitely. Definitely. But we're definitely pot three. That's without a doubt. Um, at the moment. Or you'd want to be in a group that have got two teams that have already potentially qualified, i.e. Belgium in um, seed one and Wales seed two. Well, that's the thing as well. Mm. You know? Definitely looking at pot two, yeah. It's not too bad, is it? Because we've obviously played Serbia, Slovakia recently, Mm. done well, Wales... Again, my own I'd fancy our chances at home against Wales. Um, the only one that might drop out a pot two at the moment is Russia. Um, and the teams that could replace them would be Romania, Republic of Ireland, or Norway. Republic of Ireland won't because they are terrible just now. Uh, Romania, I'm not quite sure how good they are just now and what their situation is. And then Norway, it probably won't because their game get called off during night because of COVID. They've had to bring that board for their game. Oof. The set of fixtures, so aye. And then pop room. You've got Greece, Slovenia, North Macedonia, Montenegro, Armenia, Bulgaria, Belarus, Israel, Georgia, Luxembourg. Georgia's the one. That's, that's, I, I want to avoid them. Don't make it. That's why I avoid them. Yeah, Pot 2 is, is not as maybe daunting as it's been in the past. Mm. Definitely not. Yeah, as long as we avoid Georgia. I, do you remember we beat uh, France at home? Uh-huh. Yeah. And we went over to Georgia, and then that was a game that stuffed us, basically, because they yeah. had to play a couple of young players. I was over there to Beasley, to Beasley, I think I was, and uh, so looking forward to it, and then we just never, oh, it was a disaster. And, yeah, let's avoid them. Yeah, I've all, I, I agree. I've always <laughs> said that that was a game, not the Italy game. That was a game that killed us in in that yeah. qualifiers. If we'd won that game, then I think we, we'd have been sound. We would have been fine yeah. for qualifying. But Aye. that was a. But they had a seventeen making their debut in goals and stuff like that. They were. Mm. Yeah, there was a few, two or three or four or something like that, like really young players, and I thought, oh well, uh, here we go, and then we just didn't. Yeah. Uh, just. We had the red kit, thing. didn't we? Was it a red kit? Yeah, it, that's it, right. It, 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 mm. told, it was unlucky top. I don't think it ever got one again. Mm. I hope, well... It good. was like an Arsenal kind of colour, wasn't it? It was like a kind of... Not no bright red, but remember when Arsenal had the um, top for the centenary or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Aye, it's exciting times anyway. Mm. Um, but yeah, we're recording this Tuesday, so Wednesday, game against Israel, in Israel, uh, aye. Let's do it. Dykes is back from suspension as well, which is big. But Armstrong's out there, out with suspension. They've had they've had um, a bit of an issue with COVID as well, have they not? Yes. Israel. Yeah. Uh-huh. I see something with Peter. Is it as for just now with Peter? 
Um, I, see, that, I read something that, about they, they were all. Um, what was it? They, they, they were either getting tested again, or they were like being monitored um, on it. Um, there was some sort of break, or something had happened in the camp, um, and they were worried about it. Um, uh, so. Did you see the situation with Croatia? Don't know, like a guy got pulled off at half time when he'd been. It turned out at half time they discovered he was positive. <sighs> So whether the test was late coming back or how they'll run it, because you would think, I mean, I don't know how they how they operate, but you would think that we need to be a medical team saying, right, when was it, when was the last test? What was the date? As opposed to getting a result at half time. But then I seen Matt Doherty that played for Republic of Ireland against England after the game. He test positive. Was there not something with the Norway game as well? Aye, that's what I said. Oh, wait, aye. Five minutes ago, oh, I right. oh, right. the game get called off. Aye, so they've had to do what Czech Republic did when we played them and bring in a whole new squad. And, yeah, yeah, a lot of people were getting, yeah, people were getting uh, concerned, didn't they, with the international football should it go ahead because those mm. people get tested positive yeah. and obviously come back and it affects your, your, your team wherever you support if their players are out. Well, what was it, the game against... Israel was I was the play semi final against Israel, wasn't it? Whereby mm. ended up we, we were without Armstrong, Christine Tierney. And that was right, late yeah. on. We never found out about that until I think the day of the game, was it? Or maybe the day before. Yeah, yeah it was during that week. If you if you remember rightly, it was during the week when it kind of broke out. So I let's hope there's no late um, scares or anything like that. I do find it bizarre that like FIFA have managed to get this sorted with like ruling bodies of governments and all that. But when you think about it, the amount of countries are in lockdown and shut everywhere, that they're just letting players kind of go from country to country, and it seems to be okay. And I, I appreciate people saying they're all in a, a bubble and all that kind of thing, but it only takes one, uh, you know, waiting for it to have chaos or one player to come out of that bubble and mingle with the public. Is it um, the same way domestic football, though, in terms of now we're in different tiers? Plus, as well, players don't don't stay in their, necessarily stay in their tier as well. So, folk yeah. are, like, travelling all over. Like, there's been plenty mm. of cases domestically. I know, it's a bit of a lottery, maybe, isn't it? Maybe actually uh, more, more domestically than it has been international. I don't know. You know that way? Uh, people have been affected. Uh, People are taking their own, uh, taking the rules and all that sort of stuff, and then you know it's, uh, it's actually crazy. But it's worrying. Yeah, it just takes one person to go way out and mm. go to a party afterwards, and then that's it. Uh, but it's a bit nerve wracking. I, I think just because of the more the travel aspect, you know, club yes. football, you you more or less hopefully they're going home and going to the training back and forth. Mm. Where club football, you're all meeting up, you're travelling abroad, you're meeting, you know, players from abroad and all the rest of it, and all the travel involved in it all. Um, I, yeah, it's brilliant. England have had uh, the last two away games they've had where the players are broke through to think there was one with two of them stayed in a hotel bar for longer than they should have for something, um, and they were caught in that, and then there was another one, I think, Maybe we confused, but I know one definitely happened in Iceland. Um, I agree with the Yeah, that one, yeah. That's a couple of tidies, I think. 
Mm. So it's, it's I I I think it's hard, and I'm amazed FIFA got the backing of all the countries for for it to happen. You know, for international yeah. to go ahead, um, as well as the fact that the big leagues also said, yeah, we're happy for this to go ahead, especially when we're playing three games uh, in a row with internationals. Because um, I know down here, um, the English media are kicking off about it, and English teams are all moaning about having to play three international games um, for injuries and what have you. Um, so Same as the big managers down there domestically. I think the likes of Klopp and Guardiola were in the, uh, the five sub rule um, that they mm. had at the end of last season, whereas the smaller teams are saying that will help you, it doesn't help us. Because mm. they've got bigger mm-hmm. squads, they can bring on five maybe attacking players later on and, and win the game. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan of the, the five substitutes. I think I seen Northern Ireland had six in their game. Aye, the they done it. Usually an yeah. extra or an extra time, so I managed to get six. Mm. Uh, so, I don't mind it overlay. I think as long as it's three stoppages, then I don't think, see any big problem. Because uh, what was it? Rugby now you get allowed what seven, maybe. And obviously, you're allowed to roll in subs at times for injuries and different things like that. I don't know how they do it in rugby. rugby I don't know how they do it in rugby. In rugby league, you have four subs, but um, you can interchange 12 times. So you can bring them on and off kind of thing uh, for, like, periods of the game. So we've got higher uh, international, as you say, and maybe we want to keep on the international side as opposed to going back to domestic. Especially for the pair of you being Celtic fans. Um, you thought I'd you know, be guilty of that, Tony? <laughs> uh, I. Uh, yes, come back to the stress of domestic <laughs> football again. Not, not even that, but the, stre- the stress of domestic football with 15 quid to pay extra now because the game's not in Sky. Uh, A game against Nibs as well. I know, that's right. Potentially. Yeah. Uh, I. Uh, uh, it's like one extreme to the other because you're, you're going off that total buzz for Scotland and then you're kind of you're just hoping that the Celtic can get a win you know well you're hoping see the good thing is let's put a positive on it you're going to have players coming back that have been playing well in a Scotland and getting the lift of the Scotland mm. the buzz from the Scotland and you're hoping that'll Transfer. I know you can never win. You either think, oh, no, they're going to be coming back to Ackard or they might catch COVID. Or you're coming back saying, well, they're coming back from a really successful trip and that will give them a lift because they've been playing at a high standard with the international team. That's what I'm hoping, anyway. Uh, I seen earlier Celtic have been linked with Dean Henderson at Man U on loan maybe in January. A good move. Have they? Yeah. yeah See, Ian, I, I would be 100% behind you in that. About the the good vibe and everything. If I was there for the fact the one of our centre backs plays for Ireland. Oh yeah. Big coffee. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because yeah. what I be allowed we don't know whether I will be all right. Was it a whole Norway situation? Yeah. Yourself, not, so, uh, uh, so um And we'll see as well. Yeah. So uh, you just you just it's what enemy club but you just have to wait and see what happens. You know, with team mm gets picked or what have you and you must be the same with Aberdeen because before the international break you were flying high you were doing well Aye, we were flying high Celtic weren't flying high were they 
No, we've, we've, <laughs> we've, we've, we, we, I don't even think we've taken off this season. Uh, well, we've got Rangers, which is obviously the mm. toughest game you could get just now. Um, Ibrox as well. But, yeah, well, we, we can't play any worse than we did the opening game of the season. Um, different system and different things like that. It'll be interesting to see how we approach the game. Rangers will be favourites, but I feel we can pose a, pose a threat. Um, so, I will see what happens. I, I'd like to think we can get a wee win at Ibrox, but just it's defensively they're tremendous mm-hmm. defensively just now. Um, it can be hard at times to give Rangers credit, but we're always fair on the other. Just defensively, they're, they're almost impossible to break down just now uh, domestically. Yeah, that'd be great this year, especially in uh, Europe. I know they they kind of threw that lead away, but I mean they've been absolutely brilliant in Europe. Fantastic. Uh, if you're Europe. Doing it at that level, you're, you're showing that you're a really good team. Yeah. Um, so, I think as well, I read that McGinn as well got injury, an injury for Northern Ireland as well. So our squad's a wee bit stretched just now at the moment with a few injuries and stuff. So I will see. And mid, obviously, McClory can't play because he's on loan from Rangers. Oh, yeah, that's what so yeah. For shot in midfield, because okay. McGeeck's out, um, Campbell, I don't know whether he'll be back from injury or not. And Oyo has not been, not been really good when he has had chances this season. So it would be interesting to see how we set up in midfield. Mm. But, uh, but then, uh, on the flip side, maybe Rangers have got a lot of players that have been away international break, maybe if I'm back and they tired. tired. So, we'll see. Um, Dundee United play Hamilton. Uh, usually, recently, you'd be picking a Dundee United 0-0, but the way Hamilton are shipping goals, surely that game cannot finish 0-0. It wouldn't surprise me. I really wouldn't. Honestly, I, it's... It's either going to go one or two ways. It's either been nil-nil or five each. It, it, with they two, you just don't know what you're going to get. If, if I'm being honest, um, I don't know if it'll be five each when Dundee United are so good defensively recently. I don't think that'll be. Uh, nice. I think Dundee United. I think Dundee United's done well, especially coming up. Aye, Tony doesn't like Dundee United. I think they've <laughs> cut him off. They've done something to him. Dundee United done well since they came up. I've, I've, I've not got so, anything against Dundee United per se. I just think they, they, they could be better. I, I just think attacking-wise, they're a bit brutal. Is it all about like, the whole situation with Scotland? You be hard to beat and then build from that. That's what Merlin's doing at Dundee United, I think. Yeah, and the goal, yeah. should, the goal should come because he's got the attacking options, but it just have the solid foundation and then build from there, I think. Yeah. I know you... I'll, I'll, I'll reserve judgment until the goals start coming. Well, Shankland, if he come back, Buzz, we get a goal or two. Uh, and then the other games, we've got Kilmarnock, Ross County, Lovey, St Mirren, and St John's against Motherwell. So we shall see what happens there. We need to pick the games for the prediction, Finn. Um, I think it's going back to good John is doing the predictions. So... Okay. We need to pick a game from each league and then I'll say to John what they are and he will make the predictions for the predictions game against Ali Graham. What, what score are we at for the winning? Are we winning? 2-0. Oh, we were 2-0 up. Mm. Um, you've done us a good turn and John has done us a good turn getting us 2 up. But Scott and me let the side down so it's back to 2 all I'm afraid. Just uh, like a normal podcast to be honest with you. you know? so, oh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> So, um, Ian, we'll let you pick the games. I'll tell you what the games are in each league, and then you can pick which one will you right, okay. as the the game. So you've got 
this weekend in the championship, Dunfermline versus Hearts, or Broth versus Morton, Ayr versus Dundee, Inverness versus Wraith Rovers, and Queen of the South versus Harlow. Broth v Morton. You're going to go for a Broth v Morton. Now, in an ideal world, maybe I could send John a WhatsApp and he would get back to me straight away with a score. How good would that be? Mm-hmm. What he was on about 10 minutes ago. So let's see if we can work the, the wonder of technology. So our broth v Morton. Uh, he's, he's probably been on his phone sending the text messages for I'm a celebrity. He's probably sending that message about the, the joke that we've all seen about uh, hospitality for the Scotland England game. Oh, yeah. And all that. Yeah, we've all seen it, haven't we? <laughs> I've seen that. I've been <laughs> 10 folk. Did you see it, Ian? That's a good one. Yep, yeah, yeah. So everybody's got it. Aye. Um, so we'll see. Five, we'll we'll five see if we can get back to this. What's that? She's five foot eight and she's a good cook. Aye. <laughs> um, so a bro versus more of the championship. Yeah. League one. Let's see what we have. Clyde Montrose, Falkirk, Cove Rangers, Forfar, Airdrie, Partick Thistle, East Fife, Peterhead, Dumbarton. How about Falkirk v Cove Rangers? I like that bit. I'll send him that one as well. Oh, oh, he's online, so we might get a wee response. And League Two. Let's see. I'm just thinking, I hope he's not done with this for his podcast that he did yesterday. Um, otherwise, these games are null and void for prediction games. So, League Two, Children Beath Albion Rovers, Edinburgh City, Stranor, Queen's Park, Breakin, Stenhouse Muir, Annan Athletic, Sten- Stirling Albion against Elgin. Still in Albion against Elgin. Oh, I thought you might go for that one. The Albinos. Right, that's cool. So we have a Brophy Morton in the Championship, Falkirk v Cove Rangers, League One, and Stirling Albion versus Elgin in League Two. He is online, but he's not applying yet. You never know. We might get him before the end of the podcast. But, uh, um, third thing I wanted to mention, West of Scotland League member, there was the new deadline, the 14th of January, eh, not 14th of January, 14th of November, about the teams pulling out. So only mm. one team further pulled out, which was Ben Bob. So the Premiership's uh-huh. now got 14 teams, um, as opposed to 20. Um, so now, if any team withdraws, my understanding is that they would receive some kind of financial penalty for withdrawing, so uh, see what happens there. And then the Highland League is due to start a week on Saturday. But they're in Tier 1, so... Will they have fans? Well, we touched on it a wee bit last weekend, whether they might be allowed fans, because obviously mm. Ross County were allowed 300 again at another test event before the international break, so you would like to think that the, the Highland League clubs could get fans back in. Or not yes. back in, but get them in. You would think as well, with the terracing and everything, if anything, it'll be easier to social distance on a lot of the grounds. 
I'm sure you could yeah, do, even think... do like a one-way system. Get them in and out a different way. Yeah. I think you should definitely have the fans in at these games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did I Ross County it... sell their... So I think it read somewhere Ross County never actually sold their allocation. 300, is that right? Or... Did they not? Um, you might be right. I never saw anything um, saying yeah. that. But, uh, you might be right. Someone mentioned that uh, it's going to make a hard slogs for getting the fans back in. That's why we need them back in. Yeah. I suppose they were. Did they say why? If I was to ask the pair of you, uh-huh. uh, would you go? If you were offered a ticket to go to a game, say it was a domestic game, would you go? Celtic v Hamilton. Say it's Celtic v Hamilton. And there's mm. 300 fans allowed in, whatever. Would you be all right? I'll go. If you've been offered a ticket. Yeah, because you would think they would have thought everything out beforehand to pass it. See the way they're doing it in Northern Ireland. I saw a bit in the news where they're getting uh, tested and everything and uh, sprayed and all yep, this sort yep. of stuff. You know, if all the precautions were taken, yeah, because, you know, during COVID, well, we went to the cinema and we're sitting inside a enclosed environment with a mask on. You know, surely sitting outside if it's proper social distancing. Yeah, I would go. What did you see in the cinema? What did I see? It was David Attenborough. It was uh, his new film. The one about what's it about again? Saving the world, (laughs) saving the planet. I went to the cinema as well, like a a couple months ago, and it was all right. I didn't feel any any problems. But anytime I've been out, whether it's been out for something to eat or something to drink, Mm. it's probably the safest place that I've felt. You said the same as well before the podcast, Ian. Because they're obviously yeah. Yeah, yeah, we were, uh, and all that type of thing. Yeah. yeah, you're out and everyone's sitting a distance and all the rest of it. So, yeah, I think, you know, and especially big stadiums as well. Yeah. If you're having a big stadium and less fans in, social distancing, yeah, I think it should be given opportunity as long as it's not, you know, risking anything. Aye, as long as they're not going like full 60,000, you know, set yeah. the park in the first, first day, you know. Um, but I can't see, I can't see there being an issue like, we used were saying, um, I mean, I, I go to the park with Owen and, and my missus, um, and we sit in benches for some tea and all that kind of stuff. So you're socially distancing there, and there's plenty of people around as well, walking past yeah. you and everything like that. So I can't see there being an issue. Yeah. Sooner the better, because you don't want to lose fans. Mm. I think, you know, there's too many other things out there that if you get out of the habit of going to football games, that, you know, maybe harder to get back over the door again. I suppose at least the thing is just now there's not much else you can do. No, no, that's true. As opposed to a normal situation whereby you can maybe go to the cinema or go to bowling, go wherever, do whatever you want, but just now there's nothing yeah. else you can do, really. Yeah. You never know. Whenever it gets back to the stage, it'll be normal again, if it ever does, that uh, might see the crowds go up and people have missed it and mm. get desperate to get back. To... Yep, that's the point as well. Yeah, definitely. Good fuck that way. Things we didn't, things we didn't really appreciate before. <laughs> Probably going crazy. <laughs> I don't know. Aye. Um, right, I've managed to get John to get the predictions, so he has got back to us. Um, Arbroath and Morton, he's going for 2 all. Oh. He's going for Falkirk to beat Cove Rangers 2-1. And he's going for Sterling Albion to beat Elgin 1-0. So. That, that is his scores. What do we think? Morton game sounds like it could be a cracker. Well, yeah, goodbye, yeah, goodbye, that, yeah. Yeah, but him, yeah. Um, yeah, I think they're more or less quite what you would think. 
Yeah. What do you think, Ian? Yeah, we can go well, well, Which one? A broth v Martin? He's going 2 all in the Abroth Martin game. Could be a good night. You just want me to. You... For Jenk, Jenk, it could be. It's a good, a good shout. Yeah, why not? Could be. Aye. Four goal. Good game. Uh, he's going for four cut to be yeah. over Rangers 2 1. Then that should happen, yeah. Then that should happen. Uh, and he's going for Stolen Albion to be Elgin 1 0. 1 0. Which seems fair enough. Because Stolen Albion have been they're up second in the league. Elgin have lost the last two in the league. Yeah. So, aye. Albion are on the way back up again. The only other thing I was maybe thinking of touching on was the Betfred Cup. Obviously, the draw has been made for the. The knockout stages, and we've ended up in a weird situation whereby Hibs played the D on was it Sunday. Yeah, to see that in the playoffs again. The, the knockout stages, so stupid, isn't it? Uh, you'd have thought they kept them separate or something, or you, you know, try and make it exciting. But I suppose it sometimes happens, unfortunately. It's better amateur, though, isn't it? I'm not right thinking it happened not the Champions League but like in a Europe uh, international tournament or something like that. They won the States. Oh, I can't remember. I thought it happened recently something like that but I just can't remember where, where it was. Don't you try um, and test our instant knowledge we've shown earlier that we don't have the instant knowledge just to come up with these things. <laughs> like with the Nations League. Uh, uh, pick it what do you think the pick of the round is maybe... There's a couple of old championship ties. Aloha Hearts or Broth and Fairmont. Maybe Broth and Fairmont would be a good game. Uh, maybe Motherwell St. Johnson maybe the tie of the round, maybe. It's hard to, it's hard to call. I don't know. I'll be honest with you, I've not really followed the, the Best Fred Cup yet. And I've seen yeah. bits and bobs here on the telly. I watched a little bit of the Simmering Morton game. Um... At the, at the minute, I think it's one of the tournaments it's just hard to get into. You know, you're playing in it. Yeah, that's, that's a, it's a strange it's a strange one, the best Fred, um, because normally I'll, I'll, I'll watch football all the time, especially Scottish football. I love watching Scottish football, but the best Fred Cup, I don't know, there's something about it that just doesn't appeal to me in a league format. Yeah, fine. There's no, there's no standout tie. I don't think it's. I think they're twenty eighth of November. The ties twenty eighth, twenty ninth. They are played, so not too far away. They make the final as normal, or they could do it uh, round about what March, April time. The final used to be. The final, I think it is maybe March kind of time. Because they, they changed it back to the old November time, didn't they? At, at one point. But obviously, Sorry. I think with COVID and everything, and the Scottish Cup still to be played this season, I presume they've moved the, to the March time. Yes, yeah, I always remember being young, and it was like the School Cup final. Aye. And it was like November kind of time. I was always using yeah. Rangers in the School Cup final. It was, it was only like three finals in a row or something, but it was Rangers-Aberdeen. Yes. 
because I remember being in tears a couple of times because we'd, we'd lost. Mm. <laughs> I was young, so it's fair enough. To be fair, I, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you. I remember the first time I was ever upset with football. I think I always remember losing the '99 Cup final to Aberdeen, and I think it was the first time I'd ever seen Celtic get beaten a cup final. Because up until then, you just thought, "Oh, cup final, we're going to win this. This, this is our day out." And then when you actually lose a cup final, oh, it's horrible. That, that first, that first time you lose a cup final, it's so horrible. Oh, it's hard going to be a Celtic man, isn't it? Yeah, all these trophies. Oh, and... oh. I, I, I was back in the 80s, I can assure you. Aye, we'll be back then. Aye, final is due to be played in February. February? Aye. Oh. So you've got, the, you've got these games coming up then. You've got quarterfinals 15th of December, the semi-finals 23rd of January, and the final 28th of February. Wow, the feeling. So confused, man, You've got the Scottish mm. Cup final in December. Don't care about the Scottish Cup anymore. It's all right. Yeah. It just means that, you know, this is a bit unusual. Cause I know, I know. Then you've got the Scottish Cup final first. Then you're going into the first Cup final next year. So, uh, yeah, it's strange times. Oh, I definitely even, 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 under, even under Jock Steen with the League Cup final, Celtic got to, I think, something like 12 or 13 Cup finals in a row. But they only won about half. They only won about four or something. I'm not. I'm not sure exactly. Mm. But there wasn't. It wasn't one they. They they won. You know, like the Scottish Cup. They seemed to do well in the Scottish Cup. But for some reason, in the League Cup, it was they got to eleven. Maybe it was eleven finals in a row, and didn't do that well. It wasn't uh, one of their favourite tournaments. Even back then, maybe it was like a harder tournament for them to get up. Get up for the League Cup. Yeah, yeah. There's something the about Cup, it. It's the big one. I can all, I always remember the one I always remember losing the League Cup seven finals Aberdeen, and it was Ian Cameron I think it was scored the goal, and he hit it just outside the box. And I remember because it was absolutely pouring down with rain that day at Hamden, and you were in the uncovered area. It's weird, I've never forgot it. Uh, we lost, we lost that one. Um, I think we lost twice to Aberdeen in the semi final. We, we lost one in mid nineties. I seem to remember losing to Aberdeen in this uh, League Cup semi-final. Yeah, I mean, we, we played, I remember you played Rangers 83 years in a row, so 87, 88, 89. Yeah. Um, 89 we won an extra time with Paul Mason getting a double, so, which was good. But yeah, the, the previous two, disappointing. Lost 3-2 the previous year. Uh, you had that, probably my favourite. Malley and you then the that, one we lost an extra uh, penalties, actually. I always remember the, Peter Nicholas. The, the strip was, was a great strip. I always liked that JVC one. That's the one yeah, yeah, that's my favourite Aberdeen strip. All the strips I've ever had, that's my favourite one. It's actually the only one I ever got as a kid. Um, I my, my family weren't really into getting the football top, so same as Scotland tops, I've had that many. But for some reason, I got that one, and I think... It must have been one Christmas because I was thinking about it. I got the Scotland home top from the World Cup 86, the away top, and I got the Aberdeen JVC one. And I've been trying to get my hands on it. For, um, and any time it goes on sale, I can never get my size. Um, mm. The old retro top. But I'm getting the 86 World Cup, supposedly, for my birthday or Christmas. Is that the home top? Aye. 
know, both trackers. I like the whole anyway one. Yeah. They're really good. Um, but even, yeah, Aberdeen tops off Scotland tops. I've not had that many. Um, we, we always get Scotland, Celtic tops. I never really get much Scotland tops. Um, when I was younger, my, my, my grandpa always tried to get me to watch Ireland because he was Irish. Right, okay. um, so we always had that weekend of conflict because I used to watch Scotland and he watched Ireland. It was great banter back in the day, but um, yeah, I never really get Scotland tops, but I got Celtic tops uh, from then. I found myself getting tops recently, but that's only because I'm in a membership for Aberdeen, whereby you get a free home and away top as part of the membership. So, but they're worth big business now as well. I, I regret not keeping tops that I maybe had yeah. in the past. Even well, if you weren't going to be able to wear them yourself, you could have sold them on for good money. Well, there used, to, there, used to, there used to be a time where if you wore an old top, people would laugh at you, remember? Yeah. For, for like not having the most up-to-date top. But now, very rarely, you actually see folk games with the up-to-date top. Uh, a lot of folk wear like the retro strips all, mm-hmm. all the time nowadays. Um, Even second-hand tops can go for a good bit of money. Aye, yeah. d- Definitely. But, um, um, so many websites. There's a boy in Glasgow thing that does. He's, he's um, he has it every so often. Um, it's like a he has a, a museum or some sort of factory, and you go in and you basically you get to see like all the old strips, and you can buy them off them. But they're like five hundred pounds from tops and everything. They're really yeah. awesome. Big business. What's your favourite yeah. Scotland top, Ian? I like the the Argentina one, one with the um the umbro go down the sleeves. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 1978 because that's the one we all thought were going to win the World Cup yeah. so that was quite iconic at that time when the big badge and the bits going down the, the umbro bits going down the side I thought that was really nice favourite <coughs> away top? away um, not any of the pink ones the 82 uh, one was quite nice I think the reds 82 yeah, 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 Italia yeah, 90 the one against Costa Rica, I like that one. It's like I was like white, yep. but had like yellow, and blue. Ah, yeah. Yep. Apart from, yeah, I get yeah. bad memories from that game, but yeah, it's like, it was a wee bit different. Yeah. You can get all the retro yeah. props now, though, in different sites. Yeah, some of them are going far. It's crazy money, as you say. If you, if you kept them now, oh, you'd, you'd be absolutely loaded. Um, you, you know, with with people trying to buy them off you because they're. It's just crazy. It's just, as I said, I, I think my mum used to always slide my tops out if they just get like two E for me. I, I don't remember keeping tops. Uh, and I went through a phase where I used to always buy strips in the mid-90s. There used to be a wee shop in the Paisley Centre um, that used to go into it and used to have like, I don't know, say uh, Galatasaray. You could get it for like £15, like the home strip, you know? Yeah, um, and it used to have, used to have had Verde Bremen, Napoli, all these kind of teams was great. There's even some things now as well. My my son's into a wee bit. You can do a thing whereby you get a a mystery box. Mm. So there's companies whereby you just pay whatever, say thirty five quid or something like that, mm. and they send you a mystery kit from around the world. We did it recently, and he got an Orlando Pirates one. Yeah, they, no. they, the country they play in South Africa. I've well done. <laughs> you quite like it it's something to be a different isn't it as opposed yeah. to your kind of regular tops no more I can't get a ranger strip ah you can put you can put down those <laughs> stuff that you don't want so you can put down whether maybe you don't want certain clubs or you don't want certain colours or that um, but yeah 
Well, that'd be good. I, 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 I do like that. I do like it when you have like a strip and nobody knows or nobody like kind of recognises it. It, it is, it's one of the things. Uh, What's the most obscure one you've had then, Jake? Uh, try to think now. What about you, Ian? Well, Tony's thinking any, you think any obscure top you've had? Obscure one, still in Albion. <laughs> that was my most obscure one, I still in Albion Street was a boy. I, no, I've just tended to buy, um, oh, I said Celtic ones and then Scotland and I don't, I don't think I've had many other ones, I'm trying to think. Uh, favourite Celtic yeah. top then? I used to like the, you know what I used to love about the Celtic strip when I was a wee boy was the, they didn't have numbers on the shirts at that time and they didn't even have badges. Show my age. <laughs> and it was, just, it was just the hooks. But the numbers were on the shorts. I used to love that. And my hero was Jimmy Johnson, so I remember getting the number seven sewn on the shorts. I love that. There's two sh- number at the front and number on the, the back as well. Uh, that was it. It was brilliant. Number seven. I used uh, to like it when I was a kid when they used to come in the boxes. Remember, I used to, used, used to actually go up to Kerrydale Street. Uh, was it Kerrydale? Not Kerrydale Street. The one that used to be beside Queen Street train station. There used to be a Celtic shop up there. Um, yeah, yeah. Just up to the right. Yeah. And you used to go in and you and you would get they would get the strip and it would come out with like a box. And it used to be like the manufacturer. That's an umbro box. And you'd have your shorts, your t-shirt, um, the, the top, um, the socks and everything all in this box. And you take it home and you open it up. I mean, um, I, that, that used to be great. Uh, but pro, um, thinking about the weirdest strips, probably the Verda Bremen. The Verda Bremen, it's the 18. I had both of them, and I had Donny Gall, the Gaelic football top. Uh, I always remember I had a Lazio Centenary you know, top, which was really nice. And we were playing five aside, you know, that way, five aside. You usually get four to turn up the white kits. Mm. You try and get it so it's similar and all that type of thing. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> teams get picked. I spot my Lazio Centenary kit for whatever the other boy had, thinking I'll bring it back in for work. At some point, you know what I mean? It's awkward to ask. Well, when you bring it yeah. back in, never know going to part. Oh. I bet it'll be worth a fortune if they would have been a centenary kit. Nice, nice Sick kit man. as well. Sick man. Yeah. Uh, my my favourite top of all time that I ever had was actually Bayern Munich. I don't know if you remember it. So talking about the 92, 93 season, maybe 93, 94, and it was like um, blue and red stripes. It was Adidas. Right, okay, I yep. And it was the a white kind of collar. Uh, with a red trim around it, Klinsman, and I had Munchen at the back, and I had um, black Adidas shorts. Absolutely loved that kit. Um, buy them nice kits, I think. Yeah, Opal with the sponsors, I think it was on. It was Opal, and I had it for years. Loved it. Absolutely loved that kit. Good. But I am still surprised when we'll get another tournament kit. Hopefully, maybe they'll mm. change that. Okay, I'll use they might do a third kit, like with the done Italian 90. Remember those kit. ones? Aye, we've got a third kit at the moment, have we? No, no. And both our tops have got blue in them. Mm. Maybe a third kit or a training top or something. Aye, I like the, the black tracky top. Yeah. That they, they, they have for the, the anthems. Bring bring back the Italian 90 shell suits. That's what I said. Italian 90 shell suits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, they, they, that, that white shell suit. Was a ama- ah that was one of my favourite shell suits, the white the white Scotland one. 
Honestly, I never, had, I never got it, but I always wanted it. Andy Rocks were special. Was it the... Oh, a bit of yellow on it. No, it, it was like, it was white and it had like a kind of pattern going down the sleeve, like blue, yellow, blue, yellow, blue, blue, yellow. There was white, and then there was a blue one as well, which was like the opposite of the white one. But uh, remember, we had with the one in the track set, it was like blue and white stripes on the tracky top. Oh, yeah, That's I know, what, yeah, yeah. Look, I think. yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that was decent. Bye, we can talk about kits, but let's hope Israel. But get the job done. Beat um, promotion to Group A. Win the Euros in that season, and then the World's are oyster. Exactly. Happy days. Uh, but listen, who could have predicted we'd be sitting here anyway, having actually qualified? I mean, how good is that? I so know. exactly. It's, it's tremendous because even a, even a month or so a month or so ago, prior to the Israel game, I think we were yeah. not that optimistic. No, we were, exactly. So, uh, oh, I, I thought I was quietly optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> aye, aye, so you were. <laughs> I just like to bow you about reality into the conversation. Have <laughs> you been reality? Aye, but yeah, no, tremendous. And uh, aye, great to be a podcast whereby we finally qualified. If we can say that. Yeah, yeah well, all, I need, all I need now is for Aberdeen to win the Scottish Cup. Uh, I might just retire from the podcast after a season. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, but thanks again, guys, for coming on. I appreciate no it. Worries. Yeah. Always a pleasure thanks having so you on. Yeah, yeah, no, thanks a lot. And it's just great that we've, we're in a happy place at the moment. So, superb. So, the question is can you? Okay. Yes, I can. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yes, sir, I can boogie. <laughs> I can boogie all night long. <laughs> you can Saturday tell we never practiced that. No, that was yeah. the step. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting we're to like we're getting, uh, we're getting an, an, an outro, I think, with the Yes, sir, I can boogie song at the end. So, but Cheers, guys. Oh, no, right, thanks. brilliant. Thanks a lot. Catch you later.